Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another Wednesday night episode of the Pump Your Break podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the homie Tate. We got Big G, and we got the triple, triple, triple OG, Shannon White. What's up, fellas? Man, what's cracking, lacking, Tate, man? First of all, let me say this, man. It's lit up already over there in that chat, man. We got a lot of folks talking about Turkey Day. Folks said that they'd already done eight. And we got a lot jumping off this evening. But while we're in here and we're going to get it established right now, we need y'all to get them algorithms jumping off tonight, y'all. Stop playing around. Hit the like button, please, would you? <laughs> we appreciate you. Because if you're in here and you're in the chat, you might as well hit the like button. We're trying to get it jumping and popping on this Turkey Eve, Hump Day Wednesday. Let's get it going. And this do is Brooke, the Yep. Oh yeah, I got and I got one for you because you just, you know, you know what happens when you t- go ahead and talk. Go ahead and say what you say. I said Big G's back in the bill, but I guess I was on mute. And yeah. you know what happens when you're muted? Find fifteen. <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. Shannon, Follow in the way. swear jar. Yep. Yep. Shannon, what's up with you, man? <clears throat> well, I'm doing great. Just excited about tomorrow and Thanksgiving, and I'm looking at our our chat. And I see people talking about our competition and saying to listen to other podcasts as well as listen to us. And I'm like, this is our little community, our family. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe they would try to take people away from us because we love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I missed it. What happened? Somebody was telling somebody 
and I don't want to repeat the name of the other competition, but that they would like those guys too. And I'm just like, no, no, no. You you don't want to leave, you know, Still Curtain Network and fans first, guys. Yeah, you know, we, we try our best to bring you an entertaining show, and we love and are thankful for each one of you. Yep. Do we get the kicking? Do 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 we got to get Big G out there on somebody to move some furniture, Shannon? Uh, I don't know. It might have just been a. <laughs> it might have just been a lap in judgment. Hey, Shannon, Shannon, do I need to put my keep my spy glasses on tonight for the show and pay attention to what's going on over in that chat? Maybe one eye. All right. I, yeah, I got it. I get, they, they ain't far. They within arm's reach now. I can get them. <laughs> mm. But yeah, man. So well, before we before we get into it, man, what's 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 the plan for tomorrow, Shannon? Well, we'll probably have us about uh, nine or ten family members, and and uh, my wife is an incredible cook, and you can tell by looking at me. <laughs> and so's my mama, and. Yeah. They make all the traditional my, – my wife makes the best turkey around, and I love everything with it. And I, I just love the fellowship and just yes. making memories. And uh, so it's it's like one of my absolute favorite days and my favorite meal of the year. Mine too. What about you, Big G? Same difference. House full of fall. I got a house full of people right now. My two son-in-laws is here. My daughter's, my daughter's people is here because I got three daughters, you know, and my wife's here. And uh, we're going to get a gang full of people in the house probably within the next, sometime within the next 12 hours. But I listen, for all y'all out there in the live chat too, man, if you got a big family and a big tradition and y'all play games, you need to get Uno No Mercy. Because it, it, listen, it changes the game, man. It changes the game. Our family might not survive Uno No Mercy. <laughs> we might not survive it, man. Because it's, it's some stuff, it's some furniture that might be moved around based off of that one. It's off the chain, man. It is one of the best games you can play as a family. So, hey, Big G, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever played catchphrase. Yep. Yeah. But it's yep. a game that we really like to do yep. because some of the more elderly people in our family, mm -hmm. uh, particularly my mama, yeah. she is really bad at giving clues. Mm -hmm. And so one year she had a clue and it was Dolly Parton. Mm. Now, here's my mom holding her boobies up like this. <laughs> Everybody at the table couldn't talk. Nobody can answer because we was all laughing too hard. I, you know, wow. just those kind of memories, they stick with you. So. They do. And, ca and catchphrase is fun. My mom my mom has difficulty because she she's always finds a way to push a button and stop the game. Or do exactly. Like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yep. she does. Or say no, the word you ain't supposed to say. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yeah, she always gets caught. And we probably pulled it out this weekend, too. But my, my new go-to game for the family, we got – and we're going to play some poker tonight when we get done with this, me and my brother and brother-in-law and sister. But uh, it's cat, not cat, catchphrase. Shannon got me saying that. We got to play that. But uh, blank slate. Off the chain. Oh, I, I love blank slate. Yeah. It's just a game where you – so, you know – the Pittsburgh Steelers blank. And yep. you write the word, you everybody gets a little a little eraser board to write mm -hmm. on. And you write the word you think it is. If your word matches one other person, you get a certain amount of points. Yeah. If more than more than one other person matches your word, you get one point. 
Yeah. And the goal is to get to like 25 points. Yep. Yeah. A lot That's of fun, though. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. But yeah, we used man. to do win, lose, or draw back in the day. And if I'd had somebody with Big G's talent as an artiste, I would have been dominant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Shannon, you would have, you would have been. We would have, we'd have swept them. Get them out That's of right. here. Crush. Get them out. Yeah, get them out of here. You weren't even good at Pictionary, man. I grew up with you. I know you. You just, you just start coloring with your daughter's help. Yeah, develop some talent. Some hidden talent. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> but yeah, man, I got a house full too, man. I'm looking forward to. So let, let's let's before we wrap wrap it up for Thanksgiving, let me ask you guys this. Who wins? Who wins the games tomorrow? Just give me your pick. You got you got Green Bay, Detroit. Detroit, without Shannon a doubt. Detroit. You got Dallas Commanders. Dallas. Dallas. You got 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers. Seahawks. Oh, I like that pick, Shannon. That's spicy. <laughs> That's usually a big G thing right there. Yeah, 49ers, man. You know why? You know why he said that, Shannon? We found out last night on the Cavs podcast, Big G just is biased because Chase Young with San Francisco and paired up with Nick Bosa. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what the San Francisco picks is all about. <laughs> Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> Don't you forget it. But Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Mm-hmm. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The witch is dead. <laughs> a, good, a good old Wizard of Oz reference. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers relieved Matt Kennedy of his duties yesterday. Mm-hmm. As you say, Big G, cue the song. Yeah, you know, Mr. Canada. Adios, muchachos, my friend. <laughs> We've been waiting forever for this one. Now, we ain't going to ride on you. We ain't going to ride on you real hard now. But it hit the door kicking. Get some, your trash bags has already been cleaned out. They changed your key code. They took they took your uh, your electronic in and out of the building for Pittsburgh. It's over. You know, they sent an Uber to your house with all, the, with all your equipment and everything that you had. And it's adios, muchachos, my friend. We'll see you next lifetime. Afton likes that sign. Yeah, but but guys, so Shannon, start with you because you you you've been calling for this for a year, a year and a half or more. Yeah. So it finally happened. What do you think? How it went down? You think? I mean, obviously, you're pleased with it, and I'm and I'm not upset at it. I mean, it, the offense sucks. It's like Tomlin said, it's a it's a, a production results oriented business. He wasn't getting production or results. And uh, so, but what do you think, Shannon? Well, <clears throat> um, as we've talked, I never want to see anybody lose their job. Uh, but in this case, he was not qualified for the job in the first place. There was nothing about his resume that suggested that he was qualified to be an NFL offensive coordinator. Mm. And then the evidence of how bad his offense has been uh, through his tenure confirms that. Mm. And I'm just disappointed that it took so long. Um, if they'd have done it in the offseason, there were some really good options there. Mm. Now, if you bring in a guy, let's say, like the enemy, you've got a guy who's not a yes man. And we've seen him and Reed get in some 
verbal heated discussions on the sidelines. I don't know if commonly could have handled that, mm-hmm. but there's a guy who is getting max production out of Sam Howe. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in a much more quarterback friendly system. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers missed out on some opportunities and they brought back a guy because they didn't want to stunt his development. Mm-hmm. But actually, Pickett's been more damaged by mm-hmm. Canada's presence. Now he's a one read quarterback who doesn't even have confidence in that read. He cannot make pre snap adjustments and protections. And then after the snap, he has trouble making proper decisions and progressions. He Mm. has regressed in every conceivable fashion. Mm. And so what they were afraid of happening if they did replace Canada happened anyway Mm -hmm. because they had, they kept Canada. So I'm, I'm excited, but it's too late now. Mm. I mean, you got seven games to see what you have in Kenny Pickett and but there's not going to be any drastic changes. So you, I wrote in my <clears throat> random observations article today, you have to look for sustainable improvements, small things, mm-hmm. like better in-game adjustments, um, better, uh, more fluid game plans and play calling, uh, small incremental improvements from the offensive personnel, especially mm-hmm. those that are going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's expecting this drastic change, two things that could easily be fixed immediately. Jalen Warren had one touch in the fourth quarter. Facts. And he was still Absolute the FedEx facts. ground player of the week. Yep. That that was a fireable offense right there. Have your best players on the field in the big moments. Mm-hmm. The second thing that, that they could do is – kind of loose the reins a little bit mm-hmm. and take some risk. So, cause usually low risk is low reward and attack the saves in the middle of the field as we've been begging for. Yeah. For weeks. Now we had an opportunity where they did a crosser finally, and it was a delayed crosser and Johnson come across a little yeah. late and it opened wide open. The problem mm-hmm. is Cole blew the block up the middle and there was yeah. an defensive tackle right in his face. So you have to do it more than once or twice a game to get any real effect. So yeah. temper's expectations, and hopefully we'll see improvement from here. Yeah. Shannon, I, I, I agree probably 95% of what you said. Um, but I but I say this. I got two little differences. Difference number one is that um, moving, the, moving the running backs coach to offensive coordinator tells me right away, that they're going to be more run-centric as far as game calling versus pass-centric just because the nature of the running backs coach to try to put players in position to to make plays, right? So that's number one. But number two is this. I don't think that Kenny Pickett has a seven-game window to prove what he actually is. I think Kenny Pickett's window is down to maybe two games, maybe three. Because normally, because first of all, let's say this. This is the first time in my lifetime, it's never happened. I've been on this earth for a minute, that we fired a coordinator in the middle of the season. Nope. It's never happened. <clears throat> it's never, ever, ever, ever happened in Pittsburgh. That's We don't do that. Mm-mm. So things had to have been just beyond fixable from an offensive standpoint. So that, the issue is not just with Canada. 
The issue was also with the quarterback because the quarterback from an X's and O's standpoint, he's, he's not a digressed. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback. So we have to figure out in my mind within the next two games, because we do have a third string quarterback, whether you like him or not, he's yeah. an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback. But you can't tell if you've got an NFL caliber quarterback if he's not in an NFL caliber offense. I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. And I don't think that anybody put it this way: Matt Canada will never get consideration for another NFL position. He and if not. I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, he'll never see that consideration ever. We got a high school job available for him right here in Ohio if he needs it. You know, maybe. Because that's the offense. That's what you saw from an <laughs> offensive standpoint. Yeah. But now, but now going back to what I'm saying is, is this these next couple of games, and you know, eventually we're going to talk about it on the show, and I'm going to show you guys some issues with KP8 and his ability. It's just as much on Canada as in my opinion as it is with KPA because he missed some what when I am literally telling you. Now I never played at the professional level, but I played big time division one football, right? And I'm telling you, my coaches, if they would have sat down and we would have done a film review, not only would he have got reamed in the quarterback room, he probably would have had his job in question come that next Saturday or the following Saturday. If you consistently see him miss some of the wide open stuff that he missed. Yeah, he's okay. regressed. He's regressed, no doubt. Uh, to where he's not even uh, in the discussion. He's yeah. one of the absolute worst NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. But I think there was reasoning behind that. And now they got to try to figure out, as you say, two games, seven games, what they actually have. That was the huge mistake of bringing Canada back and yeah. not letting him go during the bye week. Absolutely. But I'll say this. We talked about it, yeah. me and you, offline. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this was Tomlin? Because I don't. No. I, I think don't. what happened is you see Harris speak out. Johnson about to get in an altercation on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, other players, you know, tantrums like Pickens. And uh, and I think that the Rudy C. Tomlin getting ready to lose this locker room and this season going down the tubes. And there was a discussion. Let's put it that way. I, I, I know that I just know. And Tate, Tate you can co-sign with me with this, man. I know from just what I know. Let's just say that without me giving up my resources and sources. I know that there's nothing that happens in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania without the Roonies um, having their hands on the decision. There's nothing, let alone, you know, I don't, you know, Coach Tomlin said it was his call, his responsibility. But the start of that conversation came from upstairs. There was yeah. some talks about it. Yeah. However, however, I, I don't know if he necessarily was going to lose the locker room versus the guys just being sick of it. You know, because when you're – at a collegiate level, not necessarily at a pro level, at a collegiate level, when we were tired of it, when, when our, my starting quarterback was was just playing horrible, the, the defense started fighting against the offense, the wide receivers started starting fighting against the running backs, the offensive line was pissed constantly because we're getting reamed in our coach's room and we're like, dude, it's 1,003, <laughs> y'all, you got to get rid of the ball, you know, and it's not our fault he can't deliver. So, you know, it, it, it creates – this unsettled thing that's in a locker room. So by removing Canada, I think that the, the 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 thought process was from the Roonies through Omar Khan down to Coach Tomlin that you take the bad apple out of the bunch and you eliminate the cancer. So now it galvanizes the team. 
And so we're going to see. But there's a there might be another bad apple. And that's what I'm saying as far as KP8. KP8, he's got, to me, two games. Because, like I said, whether you like Mason Rudolph or not, he's an NFL quarterback. I mean, I, I'm sorry. You know, you you, don't, you can hate him as far as a Steeler fan. You can say we're moving off and picking too early. But, but we've seen it. So now what, what he does over at Cincinnati and what he does against Arizona, it's going to make all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. So Is it easier to replace an offensive coordinator that's resume is terrible or replace two thirds of your offense? It's, it's easy to, re, it's always re, easy to replace one. So you get rid of the OC. You know? I mean, because they, I mean, the common denominator in the last three years of terrible stiller offense is Matt Canada. Yeah. Now I wrote in an article Monday, the stock report that I wanted to see them try Mason Rudolph because might as well, Try every possible option to prove to the doubters that it was a candidate issue, and then the next day they fired him. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Tate, I want to hear you weigh in on this, man, because this is like, you know, this is safe Steelers' place. So, you know, we can be honest and fair when it comes to it. And, you know, we've been riding Canada all year, but there's some stuff going on with KP8 without shadow of a doubt. Oh, well, I, I agree can... totally. Yeah. I can see uh... – <clears throat> Tomlin having a having a conversation with Mr. Rooney about the offense in Matt Canada. I mean, and, and, and I could see Mr. Rooney's Mr. Rooney saying, Mike, do what you think you got to do. Yeah. And not necessarily tell him you got to fire him. Mm. And Tomlin, you know, so so that kind of gave because the Steelers don't do this, and that's since 1941, right? Facts, so, in my lifetime, so, so, so 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 that goes back to Chief way, yeah. way back. Yep. yep. So All it's never back. been done. So maybe Tomlin just got a blessing from Mr. Rooney. Yeah. They say we ain't never done it, but it's okay if that's what you want to do. Mm. Don't mean Mr. Rooney said do it. Yeah. It just means he said if you need to do it, you can do it. Yeah. Was it 41 the Steagles? Yeah, 1941. Yeah, the Steagles. Yeah, it wasn't even just the Steelers. Not even the yeah. Steelers. Yeah, we had a yeah. mixed team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh as far so as far as that goes, I mean, I think I think I think he had to. I think his hand was forced by the players. Yeah, by the I upheaval agree. of the players, his hand was forced. I agree. I mean, because he may not have done it to the end of the season. Excuse me. Canada would have been adios muchachos at that point. Yeah, but because Deontay got had an issue and Najee saying stuff and. They didn't score any points mm -hmm. in a game that was winnable. Kenny's not looking good. So his hand was forced in that in that regard. I think the change is going to, like you said, Big G, it's going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to add some vigor to the guys. It's going to have some pep in their step. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I know Eddie Faulkner has has been a coordinator before, I yeah. think at the collegiate level. And Mike Sullivan has been a, a coordinator at the pro level. He's going to be the play caller. So what I'm looking for is just some extra juice because Canada, the bad apple is out, is out the building. Mm -hmm. Maybe some some more plays that challenge Kenny and allows him to make bigger throws down the field, across the middle. Man, I I I, I hate those those little uh though what, what what do you call it smoke screens? Yeah, yeah. I hate those smoke screens, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, 
I really don't like him. But yeah, Kenny, I, I agree with I agree with Shannon about the part. Kenny, Kenny got the rest of the season. Mm. He has the rest of the season. I mean, he's a first round pick. We we may you don't have you don't have the the draft capital invested in Mason that you do Kenny Pickett. So absolutely, you really got to keep seeing what he can do. But speaking of seeing what he can do, Kenny got to see the field better. Yeah. Yep. Tay, we got a super chat, bro. I don't know if you've Who seen him. Yeah, we sure do. <clears throat> Who is yep. it? Okay, there it's you go. All, yep. Go ahead and read it. Um, Autumn McCaddy, thank you for the five. We appreciate you. The thank you, Autumn. Yep. Says, hey, guys, why has Kenny Picker regressed? Because last year, Kenny didn't play bad after the bye week at all. So has he lost his confidence? Autumn, I can tell you flat out, it's a combination of things. Regression can be from your play calling. Regression can be from your play on the field. But regression a lot of times with a professional quarterback is his lack of confidence in what he's doing on the field. So, so, and I, I seen, like I said, I never played pro ball, but I played college ball. And I seen that from a collegiate standpoint. If you don't think that what you're doing is going to work at all, then you know you're the scapegoat. And the thing about the quarterback position is this. The quarterback is the most pivotal position in all of football. If you win, he's the hero. If you lose, he's the GOAT. Mm -hmm. So so the issue is, right now, KPH the GOAT. I, I, I saw his press conference. I saw where he talked about he felt like he got Matt Canada fired. And he doesn't, he, he, you know, he didn't want that to happen. You know, he thought it was on him and his play. So right now he he's at his all-time low. So even more so, that's why I think we're going to find out what we got in the quarterback in the next <clears throat> couple of weeks. I, I've really got to answer this question as well. Mm. Uh let's be honest. How many receivers does the wide receivers do the Steelers have? That they got Deontay the Johnson, they got George Pickens. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else you'd say was an NFL caliber wide receiver at this point. Mm. Pat Fryermuth has been a huge disappointment. <laughs> been injured. injured most of the year, but he hasn't done anything when he has been in there. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers offensive line is starting to become a good run blocking line, but their pass protection is iffy at best. Facts. Now, you're playing for an offensive coordinator that is simplistic and incompetent. Mm. Now, you call the play, and you get to the line, and the defense already knows what the play is. Mm. Yeah. You're lucky if you have one receiver open. Mm. And you can't miss him. Because if you do, that's all everybody's going to talk about. Because the only thing they do is they cherry pick certain plays and say, well, there's an open guy, and there's an open guy. Now, they don't even look that when the – like I said, when Johnson broke open last week, he had a defensive lineman right in his face. Mm. But, again, we're talking about most people's never played anything, mm. any team sport, much less football. Mm -hmm. So, yes, he's lost confidence. And he's regressed to the point now that is, is he even confident enough to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. Now, I like I agree with Tate that I think he'll start the rest of this year because of what they have invested in him. But if it doesn't go well, they're going to definitely bring in competition, and then he's going to have that next season, and he's going to be on that short, short rope or leash or whatever you want to call it. If, if the Steelers go six and six, he's going to the bench. I don't care what y'all say. I mean, I, I, I trust y'all's opinion.
But if they lose these next two, he's going to the bench. Oh, it can happen. He's going to the bench. He's going to the bench. But I'm still saying that he's back next year Mm. and he's part of the competition because the damage has already been done this year. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm just asking. Well, let me. I I had this. This was before I was making. I was making, making our show, our show uh, topics and stuff up. Yeah. Before Canada got fired, so when that he got fired, that changed everything. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I had this. If you guys watch this, the show, speak with James Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man out with James Jones is on there. Yeah. Um, I had a comment from him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just, just, just a little bit. What he's saying. I mean, so, so a lot of people, not, not national people, uh, local people. If you, if you, if you keep up with Twitter, fifth, uh, Filipino, Andrew Filipino, Filiponi, yeah. yeah. was on, was on it again. Um, you know, but all this, all this, all this was before Canada got fired. So Kenny got new life now. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not either or. It's not Canada or Kenny. Canada's gone. Kenny, this is your team for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. Let's see you get better. We don't expect, we don't expect, like Shannon said, dramatic leaps, but you have to see progression. Yeah, yeah. Tay, we got another stu- super chat, man, from Stiller D. Thanks for keeping me. Absolutely. I got you, bro. Success. Stiller D, man, we appreciate the five bankers, dog. Thank you for the 499. You Thanks, know, it says. It says, what's up, fellas? Josh Allen played two full seasons and was labeled a near bust. In comes McDermott and Dabo, and the rest is history. Just saying. Yeah. That's true. I, w- I was thinking the same thing about Tua. Tua's an MVP candidate this year. But let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask y'all a question. Is Kenny Pickett Josh Allen? No. Not, 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 not from a physical talent standpoint. He's definitely not. In yeah. my Random observation article. I wrote about that and that he is is certain qualities Kenny Pickett has that looks like NFL caliber attributes. Mm-hmm. And then there's other qualities he has that are borderline NFL caliber at best. Mm-hmm. He has to be in the right system. <clears throat> he has to have a, a qualified offensive coordinator, a competent mm-hmm. offensive yeah. coordinator. Uh, and he has to be surrounded with the right talent. We also got to remember, Josh Allen, what happened in year three? What was the name of the receiver that come to the team 
and everything a, changed. A, a true what number one named Stephon Diggs. Yeah, true Stephon number Diggs, one. Yeah. A so true number one. There's a lot receiver. of things that can happen here. Yeah. But yeah, we 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 got to stop comparing him to everybody. Facts. Because he can only be Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Now, good, look, I, good or bad, whatever he. That's all he's going to be. I'm not throwing KPA under the bus with this statement, but I want you guys to understand this too. Me, Tate Boyfresh, and Shannon, our ears are peeled with everything that goes down with the Steelers. We do breakdown with draft analysis. We do big boards. I mean, we do it all. We've been doing this stuff for years, right? Mm -hmm. We know, us three, and probably everybody else who's on the Steel Curtain Network know this. KPA was only a first-round draft grade by two of the 32 NFL teams were his draft year. Pittsburgh was one of those two teams. It just so happened that he fell to us at that position. Because believe me, we wasn't going to go up and chase him. No. So what I know as far as how NFL execs work, if they got a guy who they think is a quarterback, they'll chase him. They'll tra- You've seen it traditionally. They'll trade up to get the guy. KPA fell to us. So, and there was some reminiscent things about, oh, we lost Danny Marino and how that was messed up. And here comes another Pittsburgh quarterback. And there was a lot of chatter with that. So the issue was, in my opinion, KP8 was a project that with competent coaching could have drastically leaped. And we thought that at the beginning of the season and the preseason because we saw him lighten teams up. But what we didn't realize or just didn't understand is how vanilla teams were actually playing kpa but when it came time for the real deal he he went backwards fast so now now we gotta we really gotta see now because in this upcoming nfl draft there's six guys and oh by the way there's gonna be two other guys on the market now you might not like justin fields and or kyler murray but they're gonna be out there so there's six first round draft picks and two other guys on the market that's eight quarterbacks we got to find out. If not, we can get. I can, I can, I can see Justin Field because he got one year left on his rookie contract. Kyler Murray made too much money already. I don't, I don't, I don't want that personally. Yeah, but hey, real, real quick, guys, this is a good breaking point. Let's go take a break. If you're watching on YouTube, stay with us. We'll be right back. If you're listening on audio, we got to pay a couple bills, and we we'll be right back after this. And we're back on the Pump Your Breaks podcast. I'm your boy Tate with the triple, triple OG Shannon and the little fella, Mr. Coloring Man himself, Big G. <laughs> Get those algorithms going, y'all. I'm liking the chatter that's over there. We got it. We didn't have some heck of a comments tonight over there in the chat. We have. We have. Thanks, yeah. everybody in the live chat for joining us. And getting back to our discussion, we was talking about Canada's firing KPA. And just all, all the stuff that's going on. So you think, Shannon, you think the Steelers need another receiver? Or or is it possible that we just can unlock Calvin Austin more? Mm. Well, the way they're using Austin now, you know when he's in the game, it's a gadget play, a jet sweep, uh, something to try to get him matched up. But, you know, he has to play more. Uh, to warrant, you know, serious mismatch ability. Because, like I said, they focus on him when he's in there now. 
so uh, I, I think it'll be next year before we see him be able to make more of a contribution to this offense. Mm. And other than that, they really Robertson is no longer an NFL caliber receiver. Boykin has never proved to be. No. So, you know, the Steelers have got a real weakness there that they're going to have to address this offseason. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we 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 were talking the other day, Big G. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think they take a receiver in the second or third this year because they do need another legitimate weapon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Calvin Austin has speed, but he don't have the size to get battle for contested balls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is just lost it and he's a little bit washed now. He's a good locker room guy. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, he's not he so he he could he could be your fifth receiver. You know, but he don't need to be getting in there in the slot and being a third or fourth receiver. But yeah. because of what he brings to the locker room and experience for the young guys, I like his inclusion in the locker room. Now you'll probably take a take an eight million dollar pay cut next year. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. But take but take the Shannon and take me and you talked about this too. You know, and we sort of went back and forth with it about do we actually have a WR one on the team? You know, and at first I was sort of harsh on the wide receivers. And Tate, you you made an excellent point to me when we were talking about it. You said, gee, we can't evaluate if we got a WR1, if we got a guy who can't place the ball where it needs to go from a quarterback standpoint. And 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 actually sitting back and thinking about that. I, I, I said that? Yeah, yeah. Me and you, were we were chopping it up about if they no, had a real number no. wide receiver one. I remember. I always makes sense. Go ahead. Yeah, so we were, go, we were <laughs> going. And, and I was like, you know what, man? Tate was right, man. It, it's hard to say whether or not – Pickens or Deontay Johnson is a WR one. We we got to get a quarterback that can put. Can, now I will tell you this, Tate and Shannon. I don't watch that all twenty two film, right? And there were some drops. There was some. And 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 listen, as far as I'm concerned, as the NFL WR, if the ball hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. I don't care. I don't care. <clears throat> you get paid. That that's your yeah. job. Hey, Big G, catch it. My uh, former podcast partner, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Benedict. Mm. When they drafted Deontay Johnson, mm. he said that if the ball is above his helmet, he struggles to catch it, yeah. even if it hits him in two hands. He's had one of those plays in four straight games, and he hasn't caught any of them. Or how, I think it's four. I don't remember how many he's been back. But what I'm saying is he struggles with those kind of catches. And mm. though a play here, a play there, could turn this offense around mm-hmm. and help the quarterback find confidence. And when you can't come down with it, you know, again, it's just missed opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Say you agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, yeah. Deontay got to make plays. George picking got to get his feet down on a couple of balls. I mean, they got to just, and I don't know is the uh, wide receivers coaches. What's his name? Um, I just you had know, his name pulled up 10 minutes ago and I was looking at it. I forgot his name, but I just was looking at his name. Literally. I got you. Give me a second. Keep talking. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's a direct reflection of him, but yeah, those guys gotta <clears throat> gotta clean up the simple, the simple things, right, man? Freshman, I mean, Freshman a lot Jackson. Of it, Freshman Jackson. Freshman Jackson. Jackson yeah. A lot of it has to do with consistent effort within the routes. Um well, I it think, ain't just I think, I, I, th- I think that's a coachable trait too, though. Yeah, they 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 don't know how to do a natural rub. Mm. Like when they had that one caught, it would have been perfect. But Austin just ran right into him. He looked like he was trying to throw a block. Yeah, 
And you watch other teams do it. If they don't even look at each other, they just run the natural rub route. Yeah. I, all that falls to coordinators and position coaches. Yeah. The past the past two weeks, if you guys watched, was it Monday Night Football? Was the game Monday night, the Broncos and the Bills? Yeah. That was Sunday night. La- oh, last, last Sunday? Two Mondays. You got, I got you. Yeah. It was yeah, Monday. Yeah. Then this, this last Sunday night was Minnesota and the Broncos. Yeah. And there's no reason George Pickens can't make those same catches that, that Cortland Sutton makes. Oh, I I don't I don't disagree at all. No, I don't disagree at all. He he should look like Cortland Sutton. He actually should look better because from an athletic standpoint, he's better than Cortland Sutton. He, he's faster and more twitchy. Yep. Hey Tate, another super chat. Sean, what's crack a lacking? Thank you for the two, dog. Sean, what's hey, up, man? Do the routine things routinely, man. Sean, you must have played football somewhere, bro. Or you coach somewhere. Because I promise you, when I was coaching <clears throat> and when I was playing, I heard that phrase thousands of times. Big G, it's, 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 it's a Tomlinism. Yeah, yeah. But I heard it. I never played for Tomlin. But I heard it. I heard it. I'm talking about high school, junior college, college. I heard it all the way across the board. Do the routine things routinely. You, you, that, 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 that counts, right? So when the ball's not coming to you, Right, you make the maximum effort to deceive the defense to make the ball look like it's coming. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't get out there half doing nothing, you know. And we got a lot of half doing in Pittsburgh offensively. Coach Rush would have sent you running, Big G. Dog, he would have sent me. You know what? I ain't put the sign up all night. He'd have sent me to the bench. (laughs) (laughs) That's where he would have sent me. He'd have caught me out there, Lottie lollygagging. Get to the bench. I got a spot nice and toasty over here for you, bro. You know, right. so and there's a lot of lollygagging that goes on offensively from the Steelers. Yep. From the, especially from the skill positions, bro. They be out there lollygagging. And I, well, I, I see think, that I the think, film. but but now I think it's a combination of play calling. Yeah. And and a combination of I don't believe this joke can give me the ball anyway. Yeah. I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. I, I mean, that's they, and, and, and so so you know. Rooney and Tomlin, they 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 got rid of part of it. Yeah. But part of the problem in the room now, like like we said already, Kenny gets a chance to try and blossom, uh, you know, blossom, and show that that he is who we thought he was. Yeah. And and neither one of us, none of us on this show are apple pickers, right? But we know a little bit of something about how stuff spoils, <clears throat> right? And sometimes when you leave a bad apple in the bunch too long, he can spoil the whole dang old bunch. We're going to find out whether or not Matt Canada spoiled the bunch or was he just a bad apple we done tossed to the side. We're going to find out real quick, fast, in a hurry. Starting Sunday, we're going to find out. I want to ask you guys a question. When you watch the Steelers' offensive line, not just Sunday, but the last couple of weeks, to me the obvious weak spot, especially in pass protection, is that Dan Moore Jr., and Mason Cole. Now I'm I like both guys. I'm a big Cole fan, but he just don't have it this year. I don't know what's going on. But the rest of the line is being held back. I, I do not understand why they don't move Jones back to the left side and put a core four back on the right side. And the, I don't know what the answer would be at center. 
Put James Daniels in the center. He got plenty of experience. Yeah, but he yeah. here's the problem. He's they, a great guard. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the best Steelers lineman. Right, right. He's right, played a right. uh, year over a year and a half. He has not given up a single sack officially. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is playing a high level, and now Samalu is. Mm-hmm. And Jones has been the best tackle since he stepped in there. Yeah. So, you know, we're making changes. We're starting to see it, you know. But it, it looks like there's more changes that need to be made. Yeah. So well, Saturday, I think, I think, I think, I think, at best, Mason Cole is a is 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 a, is a backup center, a great backup center, but a backup center. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked so good last year because we was used to Kendrick Green, right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. So when Mason Cole get in there, he looked like he's doing the damn thing. We were grading mm-hmm. on a curve, right? <laughs> so. I think I said receivers, Steelers could go receive, or they could go a nice center in the second round. I don't think you take centers in the first round. No. But if, if oh, you know any good centers out there, Big G? Oh, I know a guard that we can get that would fit perfect. His last name is Jackson. He plays for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He's hey. gonna get a first, he's gonna get a first round grade, but he'll be available in the second round. Hey, Zach Frazier. Yeah, Zach is Frazier. the center from WVU. Yeah, he's going to be a late second, early third yeah. at this point, and and he would answer the Steelers' problem for a decade. He yes, might be the strongest his, player in the draft. He he might be the strongest player in this year's draft. What's his? He might. What, I'm not saying, saying what, what's his measurables. I mean, he's like six three, three fifteen. Yeah, but okay. he's very stout. He might measure in a little shorter. You know, that's just official measurements, right? But he's very strong. He moves very well. He's very – he's always been a center. So he's got that center mentality. If you remember what I said about Creed Humphreys, Creed Humphrey was my favorite center that come out in decades. Yeah. And I loved him because he was only a center. He'd always been a center. He studied the greats. He had that communication and leadership mindset. And Zach Frazier is the same way. Tate, Frazier, Frazier is a 37-38 repper at 225. He he might, I'm telling you, he's going to set the pace. I, I, I'm already on draft 2024, and Frazier's definitely, Frazier will get a late first round, early second grade, but he'll go late second, early third, just because the need for quarterback is pushed up. So, but but he he's going, he's a 37-38 repper at that 225. There ain't no ifs, ands, buts about it. Athlete, well, athlete. No. I think, I think, I think, Investment in the offensive line, another piece. I mean, anybody heard anything about where, where my boy Spencer Anderson at? On practicing, and they ain't shot him in the game yet. A guy that can play any position, center guard or tackle. He practicing. Ain't he's on the him. bench. He's on. The, <laughs> he's, he's clearly on the bench. The bench. Hey, but listen, listen. There, there's something that they could do to fix this, to mix this up. And y'all, y'all can check me if you think I'm wrong. I think you bring Chooks in the left and shoot Dan Moore to guard and put Daniels at center. I think that'll help fix a lot because I don't know if Dan Moore is a tackle. I think Dan Moore might be a guard. I really do believe it in my heart. If he's inside, if he's in between that outside, Dan Moore, I'm going to tell you guys why Dan Moore gets beat all the time. And all you got to do is go back and watch the film. He gets beat because he's late coming out of his stance. That's on the first play against the Cleveland Browns. That's why Miles Garrett ran right by him. That, that's 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 that, that, that's definitely lack of athleticism. 
Absolutely. Which which, so which, when, is, which would suggest a move inside. Correct. Correct. He's late. 20 because if you always see him, he's late. He's he whips late, and you'll see his legs go whipping around and all what else. That's because he doesn't get out of his stance fast enough. He doesn't kick. He doesn't have that reach like how you're supposed to have as a tackle, where if you get a kick, you can keep a guy from the outside. He does that all the time. So that suggests to me that he's a guard, not a tackle. So I would put Chooks at left guard, put Dan Moore at, I mean, put Chooks at left tackle, Dan Moore at guard, and move Daniels to center. That's what Chook, I would do. Chooks Chook, going to be gone this year. What well, you got to play this year. Play it out. We're going to get you all our put, money. You would put Chooks on the left side instead of Jones? I, 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 I would leave Jones where he's at because he's <clears> settled <throat> into that position. The Steelers are a right-handed team. You know, I'm, I, you know, and it's that's obvious, mm-hmm. you know. But if you need Jones to get to the left, heck, you could pull. You could Jones is so athletic, you could pull him from the left tackle to the right tackle. I mean, from the right to the left, all the way across the line. And whoever he gets to the end, they're going in the dirt. I've seen that on film so many times; it's ridiculous. So, so I think that if you if you if you just make the shift, Cole pull out, Daniels the center, Moore at guard, Chooks to the left. I, I think you got something there, you know. And if I was the coaching staff, I would take a strong look at that for this season. Now, in the offseason, you draft. But this season, yeah, take a look. Take a look. Offensive linemen need to be versatile where they can play any position. And that, that's that's the, that's the key to success for having a good offensive line that you can make changes to mix it up. And if, if something's not right at that center <laughs> position – you, you, you got to move on from Mason Cole. You have to, you know. No, but no. I think he's the least. I think he's the least of the worries as far as what's going on. If, if I had my thought process, the least of the worries is is he he's way down there. We're talking about Dan Moore at the left tackle. The the some of the incompetent play, not incompetent, but lazy play or effort play out of the wide receivers, and definitely what's going on with KPA the quarterback. So, yeah, but but Cole forgot how to snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he has. He's been he he he's been giving us some pounces pounces last few years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I like. I would be willing to try Big G. Mm. I mean, but I I don't know that that's necessarily a solution. But I think Shannon was on to some when he says Dan Dan Moore and Mason Cole are just not elite starter capable. No. They're 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 probably elite backup capable, mm-hmm. and if we could get in, man, I got so many different draft ideas. I want, but I can't get them all right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, but I mean, I think I think you got you got you got to set this thing up, put 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 the bricks in the right place. Yeah, the foundation for Ken to see what Kenny got. You got a first round pick invested in him, so. You know, you're going in next year, still making moves to support him. Mm-hmm. And then, then 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 you got your final answer after next year, however it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, because, it, because then it's time for the fifth-year option after next year. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's not total purgatory for KPA, but he's got to prove oh. it. You know, he, he's got to prove it. He's he's definitely got to prove it. And, and like I said, I y'all seeing the end of the season – I'm just saying six and six, nah, they ain't go, they ain't having. It. And if he goes to the bench, that doesn't mean that it's a total wash. It's just that he has lost his confidence. He needs a break. This season and he needs a break. 
And then, then we we get the offseason, we get some competition. Maybe you draft a quarterback, maybe you bring one in. Hey, you know, and then and then we're gonna really see what we got. You know, that's right. just me. I don't I don't disagree, but guys, so the Bengals game. Mm. I got this marked on my schedule as a must win. Absolutely. What mm. what do you guys think? Shannon, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the way it's playing out. Uh, they still have control with their three and one in the division. Well, two and one. Yeah, two and one. And they got three games left. Mm. And if they can win this one on the road against your second string Bengals quarterback, they're still in a good position in you know with the most tiebreakers. Because mm. a lot of teams right now, like the Broncos and other teams, are hitting their stride. They're improving each week. Mm-hmm. So they started out really bad, but now they're playing better. That's what I said. All wins are not created equally. Mm. And that's why I wanted to see a sustainable improvement each week. I wasn't so worried about getting lucky and getting fortunate and pulling out a victory yeah. because the Steelers did not improve. They're yeah. just as bad now as they were to start the year. So the Steelers need this game and then – Get back home, a little home cooking, you know, maybe that support and the familiarity will help Pickett kind of find his confidence again. But I'm like you, Tate. I think it's a, it's really close to being a must win. Yeah. Two dubs, two dubs, win this week, win this week. We're eight and four. Pickett looks better. A lot of this conversation is going to go away. Well, I, I'm yeah, just being no, blunt. I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So it's Cincinnati. Arizona, New England, right? Yeah, that's that could be three, three dubs, three dubs. You, yeah, it could be, but they got to play the games. You can't. You, it's, not, it's not like you sending the Eagles out there, and you know they gonna just they just gonna skull drug these teams. We don't yeah, know yeah. that. Straight yeah, slaughter. This team could lose to anybody, right? Yeah, yeah. and and they could almost beat anybody. It just depends, man. Right. Just I, depends. Agree with that too. I don't yeah. know about anybody because I looked at that. It was a great game. The Eagles Chiefs the other night. The weather was sloppy. Mahomes didn't play his best. Hurts didn't play his best. But they was competing, and it looked different, man. Yeah, it, yeah. It looked different on yeah. both both sides of the ball for both teams. Yeah. We, we, we wouldn't compete with them teams right now. No. Yeah. Uh, you say both sides of the ball, I agree, Tate, but where it looked different the most is that that QB won. <laughs> they, that, that, neither, that... neither one had a good game, but they the total team effort, it was – that they was able to stay in the game with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mahomes threw a pick that he don't never throw. Hurts threw a pick. Yeah. I mean, they made the plays they need to make them, but they didn't have yeah. great games. Both of them pass running 200 yards. Yeah, that's facts. That we on Kenny about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny struggled to hit 100. He did. <laughs> and Mahomes can't catch it. I mean, his guys left 70 yards out there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but the thing is this too, man. And you know, the Bengals are hurting, man. Like you said, they lost. They, they lost. They they leader Joe Burrow's out of there. T Higgins might play. He might not play. But from an emotional standpoint, the Bengals are still fighting for their lives. You know that they, they are. Where we're gonna find out real quick, fast, in a hurry, is the Steelers gonna melt it in? Because because I'm listen. Let me tell you something. That game could get ugly fast. It could get. If, if T Higgins plays and, and they got 
Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, with Joe Mixon running the way he's been running the last three weeks, that game could get ugly real fast. But Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow's not pulling the trigger, so it's all about how you how you deal with Jake Browning. I understand that, but I'm telling you, you can get ugly quick. It can get ugly quick. It can get Because they what, have offensive what, what, weapons. What, I agree with that, but what I saw against Baltimore, I, I don't think they're capable of putting up that those points. Yeah. This, but, but the Steelers have held teams to – to 10 points for 59 minutes and 57, 53 seconds and Dang, lose. <laughs> Seven seconds and lose. That right. It just happened. So, right. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. 10 points could could maybe beat the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking for more energy, a more fluid play calling structure this week. Just let Sullivan do what he want to do. You know what I mean? He, I mean, I read I read an article today where he said, you know, he wants Kenny to to have more throws downfield and throw over the middle. Vertical. You know, yeah. So hopefully we see some of that. Man, I promise y'all, if KBA throws for 250 and we see him hit at least one cross route and one seam route, oh man, it's Canada for sure was the bad apple. It's it's I mean. All he got, if he throws 200 plus, and we see him hit at least one cross route take where he doesn't do the thing that me and you hate, where he spins out. I hate KPA, that. KPA, you got to step up in the pocket, bro. He rolls. He step rolls up in the his, pocket. He rolls to his right and defensive left every time. But he feels the like line is not to person. protect him up the middle. Yeah, they but Shannon, Shannon, on, on the <clears> field, the, the, it's bold. Like when when I see the film. Those two, those two guards are blocking down, right? And they're leaving the tackles on the island. So what, what KPA has got to – when the line's bowed down like that, you got to step up in the middle because you know you're going to get hit. But yeah. you step up in the middle to deliver the ball. What he does is he spins. And the yeah. defense have picked up on that on film because Baker Mayfield used to do that. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. Up on it. And I agree he's developed that bad habit. But part of the reason is he's getting so much pressure up the middle – which is a no-no, that he he feels pressure even when it ain't there. Yeah, but you got, you still got to right. step up in there. You got to step up even if you're gonna get cracked, dog. Yeah, like that, like, like like that pass he had was the the preseason last year against Jacksonville where he yeah. took a shot, or the game he took the shot against all the Jets last year. Yep, yep. I mean, he he was doing that at one time. He's not doing that anymore. Not that you want to keep taking shots. Yeah, but in order to deliver the ball, you got to be willing to. Maybe maybe that's going to happen sometime, you know. Yeah, you, you, you listen. This is the NFL. People get paid big money dollars to crack you. <laughs> you you're going to get hit. You know. You now it could be his ribs issue because you know they've been talking about all along he's wearing extra padding and all that up underneath his you know whatever. But dude, you got to step up in the pocket to make a play for your team. And the, and the thing, Big G and Shanny, when he rolls out, y'all know when he rolls out to that right to his right, mm-hmm. he eliminates half the field. Absolutely. I mean, he, he he's already not throwing in the middle. Mm-hmm. So when you roll to the right, you have you're not throwing in the middle. So you're definitely not not throwing in the middle from the pocket. You're not that's gonna nice. throw. You're not gonna throw the middle from the right or back across your body. That's late. that's definitely no late. A definite yeah. no no. And mm-hmm. so you've limited the field to to a third of the field, and it's easy to defend. Yep. Yep. So so you know that if I see him make at least two or three of those plays. They run a cross route. He steps in the pocket. He hits the guy. They run that 12 personnel. Oh, God, please, please let Farmer move to Washington get a catch because I've been calling for it all season. Up the scene. 
I, yeah. I'm telling you right now, if either one of those dudes catch it up the seam, they're going to punish the defensive backs for the Bengals. They're going to punish them. So up the seam. Or a play we ain't seen in forever. Calvin Austin running up the seam. Remember, he hit for a 74-yard go route. <laughs> if y'all remember, up the seam this season. Just yes. Win. Where'd that play go? Where I mean, we call it once and that's it. I call well, it they, 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 they called it in, in, in the game against Tennessee, I think, but it was kind of a of an underthrow, and it was, you know, I think it was the same play at the time. But yeah, guys, right. it's about time time to get out of here, man. So um you can make your prediction for, for, for the Steeler Bingo game and <clears throat> let us know what you got going on, and we'll get on out of here and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Everybody in the live chat, thank you for joining us. Everybody with super chats, thanks for that. We really appreciate you. You know, so yeah, that's all I gotta say. Shannon, go ahead, dog. You got him. Well, I said they were going to lose last week because that's the trend. So now they got to win the next two. Mm. So I'm going to predict uh, a revitalized Kenny Pickett and the offense. They're going to score 23 and uh, they're going to win 23-14. Yeah. Shannon, I like that score. I like 23-17. You're going to see a little revitalization in the offense for sure. <clears throat> and and I think that uh, I think KPA plays better. I think I think he yep. might have took this one personal. I think he plays better without a shadow of a doubt. That's just mine. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Y'all enjoy your families. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy the camaraderie that's going to happen over the next 24 hours. Shannon, you said it great a couple weeks ago. You get an opportunity to make moments. Enjoy your moments. We appreciate you guys making moments with us here on the podcast on Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. But over the next 24 hours, Make moments with your families. I second that one. Mm -hmm. Hey, Shannon, go ahead and take us home, man. Happy Thanksgiving. And as my daddy always said, we're making memories, aren't we? Yeah.